0: Johnny Dollar. Bert Helfer. Johnny, Merry Christmas to you. Well, hi, Bert. Same to you. Thanks. Only what are you doing in your office on a Friday afternoon so close to the big holiday instead of out shopping? Well, I'll tell you, Johnny. Now, listen, Bert. I'm overworked. I'm tired. And I'm not taking on any investigations till after Christmas. (laughs) Okay, by me. Hey, Bert. You sound terrible. What's the matter? You got a cold? Oh, a horrible one. I've had it for a week. Well, why are you still there in your office at this hour instead of home in bed? Well, I'm just cleaning up before I take a couple of weeks off. Johnny, can you come on over? Now? Now. No. Any new assignment's going to have to wait till after the holidays. Well, sure. I mean, I would kind of like to have a few days free myself, you know, so wait till after Christmas, will you? Well, sure, I'll be glad to, but who said anything about an assignment? Well, isn't that why you called? Uh-huh, not a bit of it, so come on over. You're not kidding me now, are you, Bert? I just thought you'd like to pick up the dough for that San Francisco job you did for us a couple of weeks ago.
1: Oh. Oh, ho, oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. don't tell me you're so rich you've forgotten about it. Well... <laughs> Ah, I'll see you there in your office in a few minutes. Right. Only, Bert. Yeah? You're sure now that's all you really want me for? <laughs> that's all, Johnny. Now, you won't try to finagle me into something, some job you just happened to think of after I get over there. Uh, Honor Bright. <laughs> okay, Bert. I'm on the way. CBS Radio Network brings you Mandel Kramer and the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. account submitted by special investigator johnny dollar to trinity mutual insurance company hartford connecticut following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the phony phone matter (laughs) expense account item one after checking out with my call service a dollar twenty for a cab over to bert helfer's office high in the tower of the manly building overlooking most of the city Lo and behold, there wasn't a soul in the place except Bert himself. Most of the lights were off. The rows and rows of typewriters and calculating machines were covered and quiet. The filing cabinets neatly cleared and closed. Even the telephone switchboard off in one corner was untended, although I noticed one patch cord plugged in, the tiny light above it burning. It was Bert's line in use. Yeah, 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 I'll take care of it just as soon as I get back here in the office again. Yeah, yeah, that'll be on Tuesday, January 2nd. Good. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas to you, too. All right, Johnny, sit down. Well, I'll say this for you, Bert. You are certainly the loyal company servant. Well, I just want to be absolutely sure everything's taken care of, so they won't be calling me down there in Miami Beach to lay down my water skis and come back here before my vacation's over. Oh, I can't say I blame you. Here you are, baby. Here is the money for that San Francisco job. You want to count it? How come in cash? Don't you still have some Christmas shopping to do? Don't we all? Mm-hmm. And the banks will be closed by the time you get out of here. So, well, I just tore up the check and pulled this out of petty cash. Well, good for you. And hooray for petty cash. Mm. I must say, though, there's nothing petty about the way you can run up an expense account. <laughs> oh, Bert. Only trouble is, with all this dough in hand, I'll probably go out and spend a lot more than I ought to. Oh, sure, on all that flock of gals you keep on the string. Jealous, Mr. Married Man? Sure I am. <laughs> Only I'm not, really. Don't you kid yourself, baby. One of these days, you'll put on the halter, too. That chance. Mm. Now, here, if you'll just sign this receipt. Mm-hmm. There you are. Good, good. Oh, and here. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot While you were on your way over. Your telephone answering service called with this message. Oh? Yeah. Call Xmont 35770 immediately, urgent. Who is Xmont 35770? You don't know? No. Well, I'm afraid I do. Who? It's the home of a character by the name of Harvey L. Hallett. Harvey L. Oh, wait a minute. Any relation to the people who took over that little plant that I passed on the way over here? Hallett Industries? He is Hallett Industries. Oh? Yeah. Look, you can see the place out of this window. You see it over there? So? You know, I hate to admit it. One of the boys in the office sold him a lot of insurance when he took over that place about six months ago. Well, what's the matter with that? Oh, we've had a big headache with that account on the inventory insurance. How do you mean? Well, apparently they make a lot of electronic stuff over there, and a lot of it's kind of secret, I guess, you know, kept under lock and key. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's been reported stolen. Half a dozen burglaries in the last six months, according to Mr. Harvey L. Hallett. And we've had to pay off through the nose. Why do you say according to Mr. Hallett that way? Because I wouldn't trust that character as far as you can throw this building. In other words, if I could, if I could, I'd just cancel out his policy, you know? I think a lot of those losses he reported were phonies. If I'd had any sense, I would have called you in on him. Well, (coughs) so long, Bertie. As a matter of fact, I wish you would look into it for us after I get back. After? Okay, but not now. (laughs) All right, that's all right by me. I wonder why he's called me. Well, I'm afraid it was my fault. Why? How do you mean? Well, I'd kind of let your name slip out somewhere along the line. And yesterday, Hallett called me, said he'd been thinking it over, asked me for your number, and, well, I gave it to him. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Johnny. I shouldn't have, especially since I want you to investigate him. So as for calling him back, if you don't want to, don't. If what you say about him is true, though, maybe I will. After the holidays? No. Right now. Why? Bert, you know, it's an old trick. And a corny one, but a lot of people still think it's pretty clever. Trick The cover-up. You know, a man kills somebody or he blows a safe uh-huh. or he tries an embezzlement, whatever. He's the one who calls in the cops or even tells them that he thinks it might happen. So that nobody will suspect him. Of course. Hmm. I never thought of that. So if what you say is true, if he is the kind of a guy you seem to think he is, if he's back of his own burglaries on which he has collected a lot of nice insurance money... Oh, i bet on it. And if he's planning another such caper... Sure he is. Johnny... I think you've got something there. On the other hand, though, Bert, if he's clean, if he really does want help... Oh, that I doubt. Let me have the phone. Look, why don't you wait till after the holidays? Nope. Okay, it's on your own head, then. This is home telephone number, did you say? Yeah, the factory is a Weatherby number. Weatherby something. huh? Mm -hmm. Mr. Hallett, please. Uh, this is Mary Hallett, Mrs. Hallett. Is Mr. Hallett there? Well, he's terribly busy at the moment. May I ask who's calling, please? This is Johnny Dollar. Oh, Mr. Dollar, yes. Uh, he said he was very anxious to speak with you, but he's just about to leave for New York. Oh, just a minute. Here he is. Uh, Harvey, it's for you. Darling, I know, but it's Mr. Johnny. Dollar, you said you want... Yes. Here, dear. Dollar? Yes, Mr. Hallett. Merry Christmas and all that. And listen, I'm very anxious to see you and to talk to you. Well, whenever you find... I've got it... some problems over at my electronics plant, but I have to leave now immediately. Well, if it's... Uh, written... Can I call you on Tuesday? Oh, sure. On Tuesday morning, it's say about... Uh... Yes, I know, dear, I know. A dollar, I'm sorry, but I have to hang up. I'll call you on Tuesday. Well, look, Mr.... Hello? Hello? Well, that's what I call a man in a hurry. Yeah, I can hear him. Something about going to New York, he said. Or, uh, his watch did anyway. Uh, where does he live, Bert? Anywhere near that little plant of his? Are you kidding? With an X-Mont number? No, he lives a mile, maybe a mile. Holy smoke. What's that? Or some kind of explosion, it sounded like. Johnny, look. Hmm? Look out the window, right over there. Whew. Holy smoke is right. I see. That's gonna be one big fire. Yeah. Don't you recognize that building, Johnny? Oh, you're right, Bert. Hallett Industries. Item two, a dollar for a taxi over to the scene of the fire. I'll say this, that fire must have really taken hold with a bang, and I don't mean because of the explosion we would heard. It was a small building, not more than a couple of hundred feet square, and by the time I arrived, there were flames pouring out of every window and smoke, thick black smoke. The fire department was already hard at work, and by the time I'd singled out police lieutenant Billy Harmon to get his opinion of it, things were fairly well under control. Hey, lieutenant, what brings you here? Only one thing, Mr. Harvey L. Hallett. What do you mean by that, lieutenant? I'm the Patsy got assigned to those burglaries that he had. You know something? No, tell me. I got just exactly nowhere on him, and you know something else? Yeah. Now, I can't prove this. Can't prove a thing for that matter, simply because, well, I can't, that's all. But I also can't get over the feeling the reason I couldn't get anywhere was because our friend Mr. Hallett didn't want me to. Didn't want you to? Do. You mean no cooperation? Just the opposite. Too much cooperation. Oh? So much, I couldn't make a move without finding him underfoot, making like he was doing everything he could to help. I see. But actually, all he was doing was getting in the way. He'd suggest so many possibilities and demand I follow him up. I didn't have time or opportunity to follow up those I'd thought of. Not properly, that is. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Smoke. Ugh. The old misdirection bit, if you know what I mean, Johnny. Johnny, I don't trust that guy. Seems to me I've heard somebody else give out with that same opinion. Oh, I got the word, this place was going up. Well, you know what I think, Johnny? Arson? I bet on it. And if it is, you can be sure the boys in the torch squad will spot it. They're in there working on it already. You know, Hanley and Jimmy Beckett. Yeah. You ask me, they're the two best arson men a police department ever had. And they're a pretty good pair. And if it is arson, you can be sure my number one suspect will be none other than... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oral off! Roy Keep those people back in the line I back there. <laughs> hey, you, mister. What do you think you're doing? Just... Oh, you. Lieutenant, oh, Lieutenant Harvin. How did this happen? I heard the explosion all, all the way over at my home. I... Now, you <laughs> claim you were at home, Mr. Hallett? Yes, yes, of course I was at home. Can you prove that? I, I beg your pardon. Yes, I'm afraid he can, Lieutenant. Uh, oh, you're Mr. Dollar. That's right. Did you call off your trip to New York? Well, I was just leaving. I, I heard the explosion and saw the smoke, so I drove on over here. No, you just drove on over, huh? Yes, I did. What happened? Dollar, what started this? Well, I'd say that you know just as much as we do. Or a lot more. What's that? Excuse me a minute. Yeah, what is it, Beckett? Look at it, Dollar. The whole plant, the whole business, all gone up in smoke. Yeah pretty well insured, though, isn't it? You think that money can make up for all the time and work and worry that went into it? All gone up in smoke. Mr. Dollar. Yeah? The color of that smoke. That was the first thing I noticed, Mr. Hallett. The smell. The odor. Yes, I know. The storeroom is full of solvents. Highly volatile solvents. You think that caused the explosion? It must have. But how? The storage arrangement was approved by this very fire department. It was like a vault. There's no way that any heat could get into it. Well, you think then there may be somebody did, hmm? But how? It was always locked. Wasn't there supposed to be a watchman on duty? Of course. Old Ben Matthews. I tell her if he was anywhere near that explosion when it occurred. Oh, no, no. In other words, if it was arson by somebody the watchman may have seen... Arson, I said if. And if that watchman did see anybody but around... It's arson all right, Dolly. Boys are sure of it. They are, Lieutenant? I can't believe it. As for Ben Matthews, the watchman? Well, I don't think there's much question but that he did see who did it. And that he knew him. Oh? No? Then you mean Ben is still alive? That Why? door had a dead latch on it. Took a key to open it inside as well as outside. I know, and old Ben had orders not Just to admit. Wait one that... lesson, Mr. Hallett. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lieutenant. Ben's key is still in the inside of that lock. So he let somebody in. Now that means somebody that he must have recognized. Why do you say that? I knew old Ben. I know he had orders not to let anybody in. Well, not anybody. Isn't that true, Mr. Hallett? Yes, of course it is. So I know he wouldn't. But of course, if his boss told him to open up. Now, just a minute, Lieutenant. If you're implying what I think you are. Yeah? Well, if the shoe fits. Don't worry, Mr. Hallett. You'll never be able to testify, thanks to that bullet in his head. Good Lord. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know something? Now, uh, just a minute. Just one minute. Stop acting like a couple of angry kids. Lieutenant. Yeah, well? You say it was arson. Awesome. With a murder on top of it. And Mr. All right, all right. Now, what kind of a device was used? Device? What do you mean? What me? kind of a timer to set it off? Nothing. No device. Only a paraffin wick into a bottle or tank of some kind of that solvent in there. How long a wick? Only a couple of feet. And that means that somebody was in there only seconds before it went off. And that's somebody, Mr. Hallett. I tell you, I was at home on the other side of town. That right, I he was, you, Mr. Lieutenant. Hallett. What did you say, Dolly? He was at home, Lieutenant. I know, because I called him on the telephone only seconds before this thing started. Thanksgiving and Christmas is a happy one as we busy ourselves with rounds of shopping and parties but for hundreds of thousands of families abroad it's like any other time of the year a time of hunger so why not share your holiday joy with one or more of the less fortunate families send them care food packages they cost only a dollar apiece and contain enough food to supplement family rations for a whole month. So send your dollars to CARE, New York, 16, New York. Item 3, 10 cents for a phone call to Mr. Jonathan Buckley at his home. Luck was with me. The Hallett Industries account was in Mr. Buckley's bank. But now look here, Johnny. You know very well I can't tell you that. Such matters are completely confidential between a banker and his client. Even though arson is involved, Mr. Buckley? Even though, Johnny. And a murder? Murder? That's right. Well? What if I were simply to say that, in spite of all the money originally transferred from his New York bank, that Hallett's financial condition is pretty bad? Oh? Would that be of any help, Johnny? Johnny? It certainly would. Thanks. Another thing, Dollar. Yes, Lieutenant. After those so called burglaries, I checked over every one of Hallett's eight employees myself. There isn't a cleaner bunch of people anywhere in town. Well, even so. I'm sure of it. What's more. I've known every one of them, personally, for years. Even went to school with a couple of them. Mm. So you see what I'm getting at? Hallett. Hallett is the only one we don't really know about. Where'd he come from, Lieutenant? Who knows? You think he'd tell us? <laughs> the truth, that is? Oh, wait a minute. Mr. Buckley of the bank, yeah? What's he got to do with it? The fund's transferred, he said, from... Hey, you want to take me to a call to New York? phone call was to an old friend of mine. Lieutenant Randy Singer, Detective Division, 18th Precinct, New York Police Department. One of the best of his kind I've ever known. OK, Johnny, let's have it. What sort of a jam do you expect me to get you out of this time? And what you doing down here in New York? I'm not. I'm up here in Hartford. Now, listen. Oh, I get it. You need an excuse to pad out that fancy expense account of yours, huh, to impress somebody. Uh, Randy. running up a phone bill. Randy. Oh, so go ahead, Johnny. Talk it up. I'll make like I'm listening and everybody will be happy. How are you, anyhow? Randy, will you listen to me? Yeah? Does the name Harvey L. Hallett mean anything to you? Hariff and Peterson. What? You heard me. Oh, come on. make sense, will you? You think we don't keep track of the crooks we've had to deal with even after they've been chased out of our fair city? Of course we do. Randy. And Paul Paraffin Peterson. Well, we couldn't get a thing on him, by the way. Randy, the man I'm interested in is Harvey L. Hallett. But we did make it pretty rough on him. We dubbed him Paraffin Pete because of his one and only method of starting a fire. And that's the name he took on after we showed him the way out of town. He and that doll of his marriage. Oh, hey, would be a better word. The name, Randy? What? Oh, other one you said. Harvey L. Hallett? Yep. Used to be known in these parts as Paul Peterson. Harapin Peterson. OK, Randy, thank you. you hear it, Lieutenant? Sure did, Dollar. Looks like you were right. He's our man. Yeah. But you yourself are his alibi. I mean, if you were really talking to him on the phone the same time as that fire was set... Oh, now, suddenly, I'm not so sure. Hallett Electronics, hmm? Well, maybe his product line includes something like... Come on, Lieutenant, we better get going. Yeah, where? Let's hope he hasn't got home from his fire yet. got there, Hallett was just walking into his front door, which means he didn't have time to put away the device that his wife, Mary, had been careless enough to leave sitting on a table not more than two feet away from the telephone. Uh, now, j- now, just a minute, Mr. Dollar. What... Yes, Hallett? You mind telling me why you two have burrowed your way in here this way? <laughs> Tell it, will you... Please stop fooling around with our tape recorder until I find out what this is all about. If it's some music you want, I'll put uh, on the radio. There's nothing on that tape but a lot of noise from a party we a had. Dollar, I asked you a question. Are you ready, Lieutenant? All set. All right, I'll turn it on. Oh, just a minute. Hold what? it, Alice. You pull that electric plug, and I just might pull this trigger. This, this is ridiculous, Well, we'll see. There's nothing on that tape, I tell you. There's nothing on yes, it. It's Harvey Hallett. Merry Christmas and all that, and listen now, I'm very anxious to see you and talk to you about some problems over at my electronics plant. But I have to leave now, immediately. Well, I must... Uh, can I call you on Tuesday? On Tuesday morning, as you to say about, um... Yes, I know, dear, I know. Dollar, no, I'm sorry, but I have to hang up. I'll call you on Tuesday. So, Johnny, That's right, Lieutenant. Pre-recorded here, before he left to set the fire. So when I called in an answer to his urgent message, all his wife had to do was hold the phone over next to his tape machine. No wonder I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Then, as soon as I hung up, she called him at the plant to go ahead. Any comment, Mr. Hellett? Expense account total? Forget it. I'd rather take this time to wish you, all of you, wherever you are, a very Merry Christmas. And that's from the heart. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now, here's our star to tell you about next week's story. Next week? Well, next week, there won't be any case. But I think you want to be here anyway. Next week at this time, you'll be hearing our annual Christmas Eve sing with Bing. We'll be back two weeks from now. Merry Christmas from yours truly, Johnny Dollar. written by Jack Johnstone, produced and directed by Bruno Zerato Jr. Music supervision by Ethel Huber. Johnny Dollar is played by Mandel Kramer. Also featured in our cast were Jackson Beck as Lieutenant Billy Harmon, Michael Caine as Harvey Hellett, William Redfield as Bert Helfer, Terry Keene as Mrs. Helen, Eugene Francis as Lieutenant Randy Singer, and David Kern as Jonathan Buckley. Remember, no story next week, but yours truly, Johnny Dollar, returns two weeks from now with his next exciting story. At this time next week, by all means, plan to join Bing Crosby, Kathy Crosby, Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, Mortimer Snurr, the Norman Luboff Choir, and Paul Weston's orchestra for the seventh annual Christmas Eve Sing with Bing. This is Pat Connell speaking. The stars shed their inhibitions on Arthur Godfrey Time weekdays on the CBS radio network.